0: Welcome to Shred the Should Podcast, where we celebrate incredible humans redefining self, success, and the word should. I'm your host, Alex Katz. I'm a coach, speaker, and shredder of shoulds on a mission to help you shred your should shame so you can live in alignment with who you want to be rather than who you think you should be. Your whole life changes when you learn to stop shoulding on yourself. So if you're ready to change your life, follow along each week to learn from expert should shredders who will teach you how to level up your life and Shred the Should along the way. Happy holidays. We are back with someone who's becoming a regular on this podcast. Welcome back, Kelsey.
1: Thank you for having me and happy holidays to you.
0: So I wanted to do a special holiday edition of Shred the Should because I'm noticing so much should shame happening this time of year, whether it's should shame around the holidays and what that, you know, what you think that should look like, what that is or is not looking like for people, should shame around New Year's and this whole New Year, new me situation that happens every year. And we know how I feel about that. But for those who don't, I'll talk about that later. And just also the fact that I think the holidays bring up a lot of should shame, every year, but coming on year two now of the holidays looking a little bit different with everything that's going on in the world, just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. So that is what we're going to dive into today.
1: Cool. Well, I'm happy to be here and excited to talk about it with you. Yeah.
0: So where do we even start? I mean, you know, a part of it is I want to also just recognize and hold space for the people who are really struggling with the holidays right now, right? Who mm the holidays look different than they have in the past maybe they've lost loved ones maybe they can't see loved ones you know my my best friend and her boyfriend have covid right now and you know just just got it and can't go see their family and they've been super careful so you know i know that's been just a really big shock for them and and for other people too so i guess let's start there right like holidays look different for a lot of totally. people totally
1: yeah yeah and i think there are what I've noticed is like a lot of people this year, myself included, like, it doesn't even feel like it's the holidays. It's like something just feels off, which in and of itself feels weird. And then there are the people that are super into the holidays and can't do what they normally do. So, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, what is supposed to be or what should be a really like jolly holly time filled with joy. The energy of the world just isn't feeling that right now.
0: Yeah. And I think that's an important point too, is that it's that deviation from normal, right? So when everything started, this whole pandemic started, I remember I wrote an article about how we're all going through a grieving process right from that loss of normal and a lot of people didn't have words to put to it at that time. So, you know, I was talking to another one of my friends who was saying she was kind of upset that she can't go to the movies for Christmas this year. And I've never gone to the movies for Christmas, so I'm like, why? You know, my initial yeah. reaction is to be like, wait, why are you why do you need to do that? But like if that's a tradition for her, And now she can't do that, then it is this loss of normalcy from something you may have done your entire life. And there's a grieving process that happens there, right? Because you have to go through this recognition of things are different. And I'm in denial about that a little bit. And I'm Mm -hmm. probably a little bit angry about it. And I don't know if I'm going to accept it this year. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because you don't want them to be different. All of this feels very out of our control.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. Is it being out of control or feeling out of control? So, you know, my recommendation, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. My recommendation is to look for those small wins, look for those small moments of gratitude where maybe it does look different this year, but how can you still find small joy in what you do have? How can you still find gratitude in what you do have? And maybe you're actually able to start some sort of new tradition Mm -hmm. you know like we we just moved down to Texas so this is our first uh Christmas down here there's no snow it's going to be 73 degrees today (laughs) right so it's it's yeah for us like pandemic aside it looks different so it's really thinking about okay anytime there's a big change and your brain is still going back to what used to be you know how can we still move forward how can we hold space for what was and how can we still move forward
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really interested to hear your perspective on all of this, because I certainly fall into the camp of it doesn't feel like the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I can remember not only Christmas, but New Year's feeling like this big, like refresh and setting all these New Year's resolutions. And and I it's like I know that that is still a thing for so many people. And I feel so disconnected from that and far away where it's like, my life has very much become like one day at a time. Yeah. Um, so, and I know that so many of the people that you work with have families and have these environments where the holidays are a big deal. So I'm interested to hear like your perspective on it and what your advice is, because for me, it's like, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's a new year." Like, I don't even know what year it is right now. I don't. <laughs> it's December. Like, mm-hmm. where am I? What am I doing?
0: Yeah. So, oh my gosh, New Year's is a totally different topic for me that I could go on about forever. I think in terms of, you know, the holiday. like Christmas, Hanukkah. Yeah, what are you
1: Harvard, wanting to talk about? Christmas,
0: New Year's, both? Everything. So okay. I think, I think in terms of the more family centered holidays, right? Because I, I mean, I don't personally see New Year's as, as being as family centered as, right, at these other mm-hmm. holidays in December. Um, yeah. I think in terms of those family centered holidays, I think those are hard for people for a lot of reasons, even before the pandemic. You know, I'm looking at clients who are able to see their families and, they're still navigating the quote unquote normal conversations of family members who maybe don't have the same political views as them, right? Or family yeah. members who might make inappropriate comments about how they're living their lives, um, what they're eating, how their bodies look, right? Those types of things. So I'm navigating a lot of conversations around boundary setting right now with clients. I'm navigating a lot of conversations around clients who do do these family traditions, but don't always feel very supported by their families. Maybe they're going home to toxic families and are trying to figure out how to navigate that. And then in my sphere of working with kids in foster care and students who are are estranged from their families, there's always this piece for them. And, you know, for me in the past of well what is this holiday so I think mm-hmm. you know in terms of those those students and even myself in the past it's like well here's the should here's the should shame is like everybody else has a family that they're doing things with why don't I right like that mentality of what's wrong with me that I don't have this so for a lot of people I'm helping them navigate that as well and I think I was, I was talking to, to my partner about this the other day we were watching TV and there was a commercial that came on and it's about Christmas. And I was like, when did Christmas become such a consumer holiday? And he's like, what do you mean become like, right. But, but at its core, all of these holidays are theoretically based in religion and in family and in like these deeper values. And for my whole life, all I've really known it as is this big consumer holiday. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And we're constantly shown these commercials and you know, everything that's painting this picture of what your holiday should look like. And so we assume that that's what everyone's holidays looks like, or that when we hear people are going home to these big family gatherings, it's like, well, why don't I have that? And then you learn that everything's dysfunctional for the most most, part.
1: Yeah, everybody that's, most people that are going to these big family gatherings don't want to be there. There's, nobody's having real conversations. It's all just like a big clusterfuck that makes, that leaves everybody feeling like something is wrong with them and their family. And yeah, you're so right. Because as you were saying that I was trying to think like, okay, aside from gifts, like what are the holidays? Well, what about like baking things? And it's like, oh yeah, that's still consumerism. (laughs)
0: Like
1: even what we try to do as like holiday traditions and just like spending quality time, it's all based around consumerism.
0: Yeah, I one of the ways I also see should shame show up a lot this time of year is around gifts and money. Like I have so many conversations with people who feel the shame of not being able to buy presents for people or the quality of presents that they think these people want. And again, it goes back to what messaging are we getting Mm -hmm. and what are we internalizing that's causing this shame? Why does it need to be about presents? Isn't it supposed to be about the people and the experience and the quality time? Totally.
1: Yeah, it's such a big one. And again, it's so interesting to be having this conversation with you because I myself now feel so far removed, you know, it's like, and I used to feel all of that. And this year I'm not spending the, I'm spending the holidays in North Carolina with a family that I just met last week. Like I'm not seeing my own family. I'm not buying any gifts and it surprisingly feels so freeing
0: really
1: yeah just to be like I'm not doing it like what's the point right just to like buy something to mail it to send it I don't know it just feels like there's nothing that anybody that I can think of in my own family needs Mm -hmm. so it would just be because I should be doing it and so I'm just not
0: Yeah. And I was thinking as you were talking about love languages, right? And how a lot of times what somebody might actually need is quality time or words of affirmation, but might be part of a family where people don't know how to show that. But what they do know how to do is give gifts, right? It's the whole like, I see it a lot where maybe they're not getting what they need. They're not getting emotional support. It's maybe a very gaslighting environment, but it's like, well, but I get you these things or I do these things for you. Right. And, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, well, but they get these things for me. So therefore they love me and this is how they show affection. And then we're kind of just caught in this cycle. And then when the holidays come around, we're, shown all this messaging and then we attach our worth to it. Right. Where it's like, well, this person got them a better gift. So they, they'll they probably think this person likes them more when in reality, maybe you're giving them more quality time and emotional support throughout the year. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that like your gift wasn't thoughtful enough and you didn't put enough. It's like all the love languages at the holidays get put into gifts and we wrap it (laughs) into a box that we wrap and we're supposed to put a bow on. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we navigate this?
0: What a great question. You know, I think back to, I used to have so much should shame around the holidays and gift giving, even when I was in a place of like working 80 hour weeks and not having money myself for anything, because I remember when I first started doing holidays with partners, families, I didn't really know how holidays worked. Like that was Mm -hmm. not, my family's not super into holidays. So I was like, what is this? What do I do? And I think sometimes people get caught up in this cycle that I used to be in, which is that we feel like we're not good enough. So we need to get somebody this like really big elaborate thing. I used to be the best gift giver because I felt like I needed to give these really big elaborate presents because it's like, well, then I will buy their love, right? Like then these people will like me. So I see that a lot and I can relate to that. And so I think one thing is being able to separate yourself from the things that you do, the things that you give, right? And remembering that These people care about you for you and not for the things that you give them. And I think it's also helpful to have conversations with people because we do all this guessing around like, what does this person want? And I need to surprise them. And it needs to be, if it's not a surprise, I can't do it. Right.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. And And I need to
1: surprise them with, with something that they want and that they're going to be so happy about. And how do we do that when we're not mind readers and we have our own stuff going on?
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's okay to kind of break the shoulds of how gift giving is supposed to go around the holidays and have those conversations and say, what is it that you actually want? Not in terms of a gift, but you know, this is what the holidays look like for me. Maybe I don't have a lot of money, but how can we make this work? Right? Like I can't get you something, but can we go on a hike together? Can we, what would be a meaningful experience for you? Right? How can I show you that I care about you? without spending a bunch of money on you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I also think, especially our gener well, I guess I can only speak for my generation, our generation, but I feel like, like you said, everybody's family celebrates differently. So you only know what you experienced. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like Christmas morning was always this like big elaborate gift opening thing that is like fun for little kids and then as you get older it's just like kind of awkward and then especially as you become an adult it's like the expectation is that you have or I felt like I was supposed to have that same excitement of like oh my god a new toy (laughs) and that just feels in and of itself so awkward and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I just can't help but feel like And in our parents who are, they are used to doing it the way that they did it when we were kids, right? And how fun that was. And it's like, how do we change the way that we celebrate these things as we change with age, as the world changes with time, as consumerism becomes something that we're realizing doesn't bring us joy and fulfillment in any way.
0: Yeah hundred percent. I think that as much as people are struggling with holidays looking different and mourning the loss of what they knew, I almost feel like we have this really unique, cool opportunity to bring the holidays back to their roots. Because mm-hmm. what does it look like if you can't see someone in person? Well, if you love and care about that person, you're probably going to try to make time to connect with them. And maybe that doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to send them all of these gifts in the mail, but it means I'm going to show them that I care in other ways. And I think that that opens up a lot of opportunity for real connection rather than the holiday gatherings where you are stressing about what to wear, what to bake, what to buy, and then what to do while you're there. And then everybody's on their phones because Nobody knows how to have real human conversation anymore. And then the whole thing's awkward. And then you're wondering when you can leave, but really when is too soon to leave so that you don't offend people, but you have to wait till the kids open their gifts. Cause like you said, it really is about the kids. And I think that's the experience that I'm noticing 95% of people having but then also noticing 95% of people thinking that they're the only ones who have that experience and that everybody else has this like picture perfect winter wonderland holiday that they're so jealous of. And I think part of eliminating should shame is realizing that we're all going through the same thing and there's no one way that your holidays should look, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And that we can be the ones, you can be the one in your family to initiate that change Mm -hmm. to say, how about this year we all go for a hike? or in christmas morning instead of you know starting out with presents like let's all go for a walk around the neighborhood yeah. and being the one to make those changes instead of i feel like a lot of times we revert back to our roles as like children and feeling like, well, I just need to like go back into that house and like do whatever I'm told to do Mm -hmm. instead of doing what feels right in our bodies and what we would normally do in our own lives.
0: Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that's another reason why the holidays can be so hard is because you do tend to revert back into those roles that you Mm -hmm. had when you were younger. And when I'm working on boundary setting with folks, you know, the family dynamics are so interesting because a lot of times people who are older have trouble with fully acknowledging how much you've grown and changed because they do kind of want to just revert back to what it was like when you were growing up. And that's totally natural. It's that conditioning that we're always talking about, but that makes it really stressful during a time, you know, I I think of holidays kind of like weddings where, you know, we talk about weddings, like it's this big, giant, beautiful thing that everybody should want. And it's your big day. And in reality, it ends up being about everybody, but you, because when things are stressful like that, and there's so many people involved, we all end up reverting back to old patterns and ends up not being about you and ends up being really stressful. And I I just, I kind of feel like that with, with weddings, with holidays, with literally anything, when you let the should shame get involved, it stops being, stops feeling wonderful, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I challenge anybody listening to this to do something this year with your family Take that initiative and make a suggestion for something that you would like to do or something that like, if you have a morning routine, morning rituals that you do at home, like do those on the holidays and maybe like invite somebody to join with you. And maybe they'll say no, but I feel like the more, because I also think for so many people, our family are not who we spend our time with all year long, right? It's like, we have our support systems, our friends, our, you know, therapists, coaches, teachers, mentors, like we have our support. And a lot of times our family's not part of that. And then the holidays come and it's like, oh, you're supposed to only hang out with your family, which of course that feels weird because they don't know you the way that other people know you. And it's supposed to feel like the most connected and celebratory times when it's like, Shouldn't we be doing that with the people that we actually spend all of our time with? Yeah. So it all just feels so backwards sometimes. Yes,
0: I love that. And that idea that it needs to be with your family. Like this time of year, like I said before, really brings up a lot of should shame for folks who feel like they don't have that traditional biological family. And so my challenge is basically what you just said, where I'm going to challenge you to really redefine what family means to you this holiday season and who are the people in your life. I know this time of year can bring up a lot of feelings of feeling alone and feeling unloved. And I'm going to remind you that you are loved and you are not alone. You do have people that care about you. It just might not look the way that you think that it should. So if you take the should shame out of it, if you take this societal picture out of it, who are the people that you can call family? Who are the people that you care about? And What can you do with them? You know, I created Friendsgiving for my students a couple years ago for students who don't have families to go back to, because they wanted that, regardless of how people feel about Thanksgiving. Like they, you know, it's it's being able to have this community feel that they thought everybody else had, and being able to just not be alone and to be with people, because we do make such a big deal of the holidays as a society. So you can decide what you want that to look like, and if you know, you're making a list right now. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm going to make a list and you really can't think of anybody reach out. I will virtually do the holidays with you. So, mm. um, and I like what you said earlier about, you know, you're not doing the holidays with your family. You chose to go down to North Carolina. So can you tell us about that? Cause that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm in North Carolina and I am staying with one of the displaced Afghan refugee families right now. Um, a good friend of mine, a former boss um, took them in in her house and somehow she still had extra space in her house despite the seven person family. Um, So I'm here and it's been so interesting being the one to model what Christmas is and what the holidays are because I've even found myself feeling sucked into consumerism of like, I wanna get them all like the best gift that I can think of. And even yesterday I like went shopping because I had posted on social media last week and so many people generously donated money so that I could get them gifts, which blew me away. And then I was there and I'm like, wait, I'm doing exactly what we do. I'm just trying to buy stuff that I think they would want. When in reality, I want to show them that the holidays are about spending time together and just being together and doing crafts and really just starting these traditions that are not based around consumerism. Um, So that it was interesting because I totally had that experience yesterday where I was like out shopping and I was like wait, what am I doing? And I left and I came home and I was exhausted just from being out at the stores and like in that energy of the craziness. And it just showed me so much that like how deeply ingrained it is in me. And instead I was like, you know what? We are going to bake some banana bread and we're just going to spend time together because that's what's important. Um, And it feels like, of course, I miss my family and I love my family, but this feels like where I'm supposed to be for the holidays. Um, and I think it's like, if the past couple of years have shown us anything of like, what should, Be and what normal is, like it's all just what society has put in our heads and everybody's normal looks different. And the more unique and different your situation is, the better. Like whatever feels right for each individual person, I feel like is exactly how it is supposed to be.
0: I love that, yes.
1: And anybody that's like putting casting judgment or saying that you, anybody that is telling you that you should be doing something else for the holidays, remember that that's them, you know, that's their own mind that has these shoulds deeply in them, that they're trying to project onto you. And that doesn't need to be your reality.
0: Yeah. And I think we're so worried about that judgment from other people. Like I was just thinking as you were talking about how much I used to lie about what I was doing for the holidays when people would Mm -hmm. ask, especially in college, because I think, especially at that age, we have a hard time with understanding people having different situations than our own. We're still learning about the world around us. And I think sometimes that carries into adulthood and not being able to understand, you know, and, and especially now I'm seeing a lot of it where we're constantly judging other people's decisions, judging what they're doing, thinking we know what's best. We're concerned with being right. And, even though things are opening back up, I feel like so many people feel more isolated than ever. And I don't think that's even necessarily because of the pandemic, I th- well, partially, but I think that we're just really lacking real human connection. We're lacking yeah. the ability to say how we actually feel to say what's actually going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't come necessarily from being in the same room as people because you know you've probably heard it where you can be in the same room as other people and still feel totally alone and that comes from being able to be your authentic self being able to feel seen and to feel heard and to feel valued and that also doesn't come from a gift mm-hmm. yeah yeah just something to think about you know it's it's really yeah out- and
1: i think like a lot of times with holidays and with family gatherings we've been taught or like it's expected that like everything is good right like how are you how was your year tell me everything and it's like there's only it seems like there's only space for the good things Mm. and collectively we have all been invited these last couple years to look at the stuff that is not good to Mm. really tune into how we're feeling And so I think that causes a lot of anxiety too, because people feel like, oh, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, or I don't want to go and just, but if that's your reality, that's okay. And to feel like we have to hide that is what causes even more anxiety. And I just feel like by expressing how you are really feeling, even if you feel like this is going to ruin our holiday, that is probably the best gift you can give, which is your authenticity, because it's giving everybody else in your family permission to also share how they're really feeling. And most of them, most people probably won't. And it might make some people mad because it makes people uncomfortable. But regardless, if you are living in your truth, that's, I think the best thing you could do.
0: Yes, I love that. That's so important. You never have to apologize for who you are and the things that you're going through. And that's how we as a society make a collective change and decrease stigma and help Mm -hmm. everyone feel better. And everyone shred some should shame is by being our honest and authentic selves. And yeah, like you said, it might make people uncomfortable, but your job is not to make people comfortable. Mm -hmm. we decided that that was your job and maybe that was a role that you had in childhood that you've carried over into adulthood Mm
1: -hmm. and that might need
0: a little more thought and unpacking but ultimately at the end of the day I feel like we've had masks on long before COVID all of us right and this is really forcing us to take a look at that and I, I encourage everyone to do so because I think The more shame you carry, which that shame is coming from feeling like something's wrong with you, feeling like you can't be your authentic self, feeling alone, even when you're in a room full of people, feeling like no one really knows you, right? You're hiding behind this mask. The more shame and the more should shame you carry, the harder it is to form those authentic relationships. And that spills over into everyone, everyone in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. What do your holidays look like this year? They're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, just just Zach and I maybe going for a hike. I don't know. We're in Texas. It's warm. Like we can really we can do whatever. You know, and it's not to say I I don't care that things look different, but it it's a good time to reflect on what was working, what was not, what were people doing because they think they should, right? What were people doing because they actually wanted to and the holidays were always a weird time for me growing up or even in, in high school and college, right? Because I wanted mine to look like the way that I thought that they should, the way that I thought everybody else's did. And you know, I was very lucky that I did get to experience this whole family situation doing the holidays with Zach's family for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. which has been awesome. But there's also this cool opportunity to start our own tradition, just him mm-hmm. and I. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And to your point about, the stress from shopping I was just trying to get groceries on Monday and I couldn't even make it into the parking lot there's this plaza with all of these stores and there's a Target in there and I was not trying to go to Target but y'all I have only seen lines that long on Black Friday maybe you know at Chick-fil-A I don't really know but it was so bad I could not make it into the parking lot and I'm sitting there not able to move, like not able to make it off the busy road, not able to make it back into the busy road. I'm kind of in this right turn only lane, sitting there for five minutes, trying to figure out where to go and sitting there pondering this, like, wow, this is what this holiday means, right? This is all these people frantically out trying to get gifts when it's like, well, where could your time be better spent? Could that time be better spent as quality time with these people that you're trying to get gifts for? And I, I get the whole, you know, but children and presents, right. But who's teaching them that these holidays are about gifts,
1: yeah, you're so right that it's like everybody's out and busy and like trying to get stuff and it's the kids are probably at home being lied to about where mom and dad are because it all has to be a secret mm-hmm. and then they have to sneak the gifts upstairs and ra- right, it's like just showing our kids that like there's weird, sketchy stuff going on, lots of separation, but then presents, like yeah. it's all so backwards, right? yeah
0: exactly mm-hmm. and like not trying to ruin any you know holiday traditions or if anyone listening to this thinks that santa's real i'm sorry um but <laughs> it is real what
1: are you yeah talking about?
0: i'm but sorry that we made parents it seem still like love not. buying
1: gifts well parents love buying gifts for kids too
0: yeah um but i will also say along with that you know i i'm seeing a lot this week of clients who are not putting themselves first and obviously i don't have kids i can't speak to that We're having this conversation about how stressful this time of year is, and it doesn't need to be. And Mm -hmm. we're having this this conversation about how they're putting things on the back burner because of how stressed they are. So, for example, had a client say to me, we had a a 6 p.m. meeting their time. And they got on the call and they were like, hey, I'm really lightheaded. I haven't eaten all day. I've just been so busy with work, right? Or we'll have people say, you know, I haven't moved my body in like a week because I've been so busy. And so people getting really wrapped up in the end of the year work stuff, the family stuff, all the things. And so I also just feel the need to give a reminder that your job is not more important than your health right? Like set, set alarms in your phone, set calendar reminders, whatever you need to eat, to take breaks, to move your body, drink water, sleep, whatever it is you need to do for you, because there will be other jobs, but there's not going to be another you. And it's really important to take care of your health. And I think a lot of the stress this time of year, like, yes, there are work stressors and maybe you have deadlines, but then there's a lot of stress on top of that. That comes from should shame of what, you know, being able to spend the hour in the, the line trying to get into target to get these gifts. Or did you take on extra work that you probably could have said no to, but you took it on because you felt the need to please someone or prove something, or are you taking on things that really don't need to happen, but you're doing it because you're tying your worth to being this person or doing these things where you're putting yourself on the back burner.
1: hmm Yeah. And I feel like a lot of this conversation was us pointing out, like pointing out maybe not so pleasant patterns or family dynamics so that people realize they're not alone, but like ultimately remembering that the holidays are supposed to be about connecting and (laughs) love and joy and like using that as a filter like if every like filter everything through like does this feel loving does this feel mm. joyful does this bring me closer to the people that I'm around and if it doesn't then like maybe it's something that you can let go of even if it's a family tradition that has been in your family for years like we are allowed to break those traditions to start our own traditions and i think The freedom that comes from breaking those is way more um, like feels good, fails so much better than we imagine that they would, right? Like we're not like ruining our family and cursing all of our traditions. It's like, no, we're starting something new because the world is so different. And what we know is important now is so different than what we thought it was 20 years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it's like, I wish that we could see Zach's family for Christmas. I wish my best friend could see her family for Christmas, but ultimately I've never been able to zoom with her on Christmas before ever in like, yeah. the, I don't know how long we've been friends, let's say seven years. Right. Like we've never been able to do this before. So I'm actually kind of excited. Like, Hey, I get to see one of the people I care about most on Christmas And not to say that I don't care about, you know, not seeing these other people that I care about, but I get to see someone I care about that I've never been able to do this with before. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, so I will say to your point, we do have the power to decide what we want anything ever in our lives to look like. We can break that mold and I do want to talk about New Year's because that's coming up and I know that that is stressing people out and I think New Year's is another really big one that has become this commercialized holiday and this consumerized holiday right? We're buying all the things. We have to be all new year, new me or new year, new body, which then leads into the 70 plus billion dollar diet industry that y'all heard me talk about last week, right? Where we're buying all these products. Cause we got a diet starts January one, right? This, if you haven't listened to last week's episode with Laura, like go listen to it because it is, it is great. We dive into all of this stuff, but I think that this time of year, really can make people feel like they're failing, right? It makes people feel like they need to have this new year, new me go big or go home mentality. And from a behavior change perspective, go big or go home doesn't work. That's why we see people starting, you know, January one New year's resolutions and they're done by like March 1st, right? Because you try to do too much too soon. And so it can cause a lot of people to feel like they failed this last year. If they're comparing to what they've seen other people do or where they thought, they should be at this point in their lives, right? A lot of times that picture is internal Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it can cause people to try to do too much too soon. And then every single year you're stuck in this cycle of being like, well, what's wrong with me that I can't do it, right? Or this year, especially this last two years, seeing people feeling like they failed because they're not as productive as they thought they should be, or they were in years past. They didn't get to do the thing that they were planning to do because life is unpredictable, right? Maybe you, felt like you sucked at homeschooling or sucked at working remotely. But, you know, I, I think the perspective shift here is you didn't fail. You pivoted and you caught so many of these millions of curveballs that life threw at you. Right. And mm-hmm. you pivoted, you persevered. I like this analogy of prioritizing glass balls. It's like life threw a million balls at you. Some were glass, some were plastic. You made sure you caught the glass balls. And we can't expect that we should catch a million balls at once, right? That's not realistic, but we do that to ourselves.
1: Yeah. And that you're still here. If you're listening to this, like you survived and that is the ultimate success.
0: Yeah. One day at a time. You did it. Yeah. And you're so much more than what you do, right? You're so much more than your Mm -hmm. job, than your even even those of you who your identity is as a parent, you're so much more than just a parent, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that parenting shame comes from the, the shoulds of, right? How you think you should be doing, how you think everyone else is doing. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that New Year's doesn't have to be this big thing where we start over, where we reflect. I mean, I, so personally, I haven't done New Year's in years. I do birthday reflections and birthday intentions. I'm reflecting every year of my life because i realized that this whole idea of january 1st feels really arbitrary to me it's just this time when everyone's starting over and for me i approach goal setting on my birthday from a place of love not from a place of how am i failing right so i approach it with this place of getting excited about all the things that i did or that i changed behavior patterns or that i thought right over this last year i get excited about opportunities for the new year but I don't look at it as these were all the things I wanted to do that I didn't accomplish and I failed and now I have to start over and I'm a piece of shit right like I don't do that
1: and yeah. that helps me
0: do more mm-hmm.
1: so what has new year's been like for you
0: just so honestly for me it's a day where I get to go to bed early. And then I'm wide awake for all my clients who are really sleep deprived the next day because they stayed up really late. <laughs> but so as a, as a kid, New Year's was a really big deal. My mom's very superstitious. So New Year's was a really big deal in our house. And for me, every year it was what it looked like growing up was me listening to Matchbox 20 uh, the song, How Far We've Come, if anybody doesn't know it, it's like, I believe the world's burning to the ground. Oh, well, I guess we're going to find out. Let's see how far we've come. Like, those are basically the lyrics on repeat. And it uh-huh. was the whole house had to be spotless by midnight. Laundry had to be done. I had to make all these resolutions of how I was going to become a new person. And And we've talked about this before, making that should list for my mom of all the things she wanted me to be and all the things I should do to be somebody that she could say she was proud of or that she loved or just wouldn't be abusive towards, right? So every year on New Year's, that's what it looked like. And I would you know, get all these new notebooks. I would clean everything. I would decide who I wanted to be. And I would basically approach it from this lens of gonna make everything perfect, which we know doesn't exist. But I'm gonna make everything perfect. I'm gonna wake up the next day and I'm gonna be this brand new person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work like that. And I spent probably the first like, 15 years of my life trying to make new year's look like that. It was every single year. It was the same thing. Cleaning match, matchbox 20 crying, honestly, like while I was doing all these things, because I felt so much pressure of the new year being like, I need to change and I can't. And when I left, I, I still did new year's. I still tried to do this for a couple of years, actually. And then at some point I want to say maybe when I was like 23, 24, I switched to birthday intentions. Because I noticed what was happening was the shame around getting older that a lot of people also experience, right? Where it's like, oh man, I used to be fill in the blank and I'm moving further away from that. I'm getting older. I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, so great. New Year's is stressful. Birthdays are stressful. Christmas is like everything's stressful. And I was like, well, why? And I realized that it's because I had all this internal, I should shame either from her or from society, and I decided to flip it. So now New Year's is just like Zach and I just chill on the couch. I don't really care if I watch the ball drop because to me a year is my birthday, which is October 18th. That is a year of life for me. So mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll look on my birthday. I have them all all over the walls on my birthday. I'll make um, posters. I'll do reflections of okay what happened this last year, not just from a are superficial, like what did I accomplish perspective, but who am I, who did I become and who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world this next year? So my birthday in October, you know, I wrote down all of these things that I wanted to see happen this next year, got really specific on how I was going to do that, but they're not all just like, you know, here's my athletic goals of like, let's deadlift 200 pounds again, which already crushed that. So it's been two months, but um, you know, but it's not just like that, or it's not just business goals. Cause I realized. A lot of times we put ourselves in boxes, and we we don't allow ourselves to be multi-dimensional, multi-passionate beings, which we are. So, I would look at all these different areas in my life, and and really just also think about who I wanted to be, right? Not just what do I want to do, but who do I want to be, and how does that person show up? And I think that being able to pivot and adapt is one of the biggest keys to resilience. And it's one of the biggest, most important things you can do for mental health or for success, however you want to define success. So every single year I'll look at this list and maybe I'll write down 30 things on this list. Not because I think I'm going to accomplish all 30 and not going to be upset if I don't accomplish all 30, mm-hmm. but because I want to leave room for magic. I want to say, here are all the things that I can play with. I think of it as playing, mm-hmm. but I don't accomplish them all. I didn't fail. I add it to next year. I've got some stuff on this list that I've been adding on repeat every year since 24. And I'm like, it's not the year, but like maybe yeah. next year. That's okay. Totally, but totally. this birthday, my, my f- phrase, my intention was to leave room for magic. And I think when you do that, you allow for all these possibilities. Cause you don't have this really rigid picture in your head of what life should look like. And if you don't match it, then you're failing. It's just like, here's some things that would be cool to do. If I don't get them cool, like Ninja warrior, I'm not applying again this year. It was on my list which is a whole other thing. I'm like, why am I putting something on my list? That's out of my control. I'm relying on a bunch of producers to tell me if I'm good enough and they're going to put me on CD, but that's like a whole other thing. (laughs) Right. But, but I had Ninja Warrior on my list and I'm like, well, why are you doing that? That's so out of your control. And that didn't happen because I got hurt. I got sick. COVID happened. Right. And then this year I'm choosing not to put it on my list because all the time that I gained back from not trying to be ready for the show, Look what I did. Like I started a podcast. I moved across the country. I had a savings account for the first time ever. I've done so much nervous system healing and just healing my body in general, right? I've been able to be present more and to focus on things that I never would have let myself do as a competitive athlete. And not to say that I am done with that part of my life, but that it's okay to pivot Mm -hmm. and see what other magic happens.
1: Totally. And remembering for new years that time is a construct like time is an arbitrary concept that we are told to follow and we do right and of course we need to sometimes know what time it is and keep appointments and stuff but it's like today could be new year's eve it's all just like this it's not real right like when you really think about it like time is just this thing that we let rule our world
0: yes. and just because it's a new year like it's just another day which is a good reminder that you can choose to make a change at any single point during the year and that your timeline doesn't need to match up with what you think everybody else is doing or what you think you <laughs> should be doing and the more that you separate yourself from society's should society's timelines what you think everyone else is doing the less that you compare the better you feel about yourself. And honestly, probably the more you will be successful in your life, whatever the definition of success looks like for you, because you define that, not society. Mm.
1: Yeah, and with that being said, if you are feeling motivated or like this, if you pick up on like collective energy and you are feeling this motivation to like start something new or try something, do it. Like, why not, right? But don't do it because you feel like, you have to fix something or that like, because it's the new year, you finally need to do this thing that you've never been able to do. Like do things because you actually want to.
0: Yes. Focus on the things that bring you joy and yeah, you're not broken. So you don't need to fix anything, right? This is Mm -hmm. just like she said, if you've got that energy, go with it, but remember to start small and stay consistent. It's not a, I know we like go big or go home mentalities here, but that's not going to get you where you need to be. So if that's what you've been doing every year, maybe make some small, small, sustainable, consistent changes and make sure that you're doing them because they're right for you and they bring you joy and not because you're following what somebody else is doing that you think you want to be like, right? I I know I used to do that where it's like, if I do what this person's doing and I act like this person, then I will be like this person and have their results. And it, it doesn't work like that. So I would say, you know, leave room for magic. Make your own magic. Don't let somebody else define what that is for you.
1: Leave room for magic. I love that so much. I feel like that should be everybody's mantras for Christmas, for New Year's, birthdays, everything. Leave room for magic yeah. because everything is magic and we are magic and you are magic. And yeah, yes. well, with that being said, I hope everybody has a very joyful And connected
0: holiday. Yes. Happy holidays, everyone. The best gift you can give yourself this year is to shred some shoulds. Mm -hmm. Best gift for you and everyone else. And just remember that you are loved and we love you.